Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I am your host, Louis McCaffrey, and tonight I'm joined by three of the biggest Rangers haters that I know. Um, but they are also my friends. Uh, Chris Gallagher. Hello there. I f- fucking hate them, to be honest. Uh, let's let's start strong. Fucking hate them. So, Manny, how much do you hate them? A lot. <laughs> Ian Duggan. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Thank you. Um, quick, um, quick mention to the, the Patreon. If you haven't subscribed already, there is um, some fantastic content going up this week, including um, my Derby memory from a number of... Um, a number of the cynics who are recalling um, certain derby games from the past that, that mean an extra something to them. Um, we have iTunes. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a review, five stars, of course. Um, and the website, 90minutescynic.com, there was a new article up today. Um, Chris Gallagher, what was the article about? Uh, it was We actually two up today with true or false and what if. So True or false? Yeah. It's back. Yeah. Yeah. It's back. Remember back in the day? One from the golden ages. Yes. Before the Patreon. Yeah, I just want to say patreon.com slash 90 minute cynic. We will have an unprecedented amount of coverage. There's basically like a month's worth of content in a week. Yeah, a month, month's worth in a the week. There's over 20 podcasts dropping this week um, covering the AIK game up until Thursday. Um, Thursday we'll have the reaction in the AIK game and then it's completely ramped up for the Glasgow Derby and. Uh, Lots of really interesting stuff. Four of the best. Focus on Derby Diary, Sinbin, Derby Quiz. Um, lots of interesting stuff. And as Louis says, the My Derby Memory stuff is a daily mini podcast series. Um, and uh, you guys will be all involved in that this week. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so this is a huge week for the club. Um, all started uh, on Sunday with the, the Hearts game. The Hearts win 3-1, which we're going to come to in a wee second. We have the AIK second leg um, on Thursday. And then we, of course, have the, the Glasgow Derby on Sunday. So we've got a lot of football to talk about. But first, before we get to the football, um, this is also the last week of the transfer window with the window closing on Monday evening. Um, we have brought in, since last week's pod, we have brought in Fraser Foster, who's came back on a season-long loan. Potentially, we don't quite know whether it's with a, with an option to possibly get him after he, that. He certainly seemed to suggest that, you know, if it goes well, business could be done. Yeah, I, th- I think he, he, he's the sound bites from Razor Foster so far have all been, you know, he's home, he's happy to be here, he's he's delighted with the move. Um, how do... How do you guys feel about that? I know some people on the panel have, you know, been commenting about the fact that um, we needed a goalkeeper. Obviously, Bain being injured has kind of there's been a bit of a dilemma thrown into the mix because we've only really got um, Craig Gordon and then Ross Doohan. Or is, did he go out on loan? It was Connor, Connor Hazard. Hazard. Connor, Connor Hazard. Hazard was certainly um, so. We we possibly needed to strengthen, although Bain's only going to be out for a matter of weeks. Are we happy with the return of Fraser Foster, so many? Yes, this man, Ian Duggan, predicted it last I week. I did, I did. It was very prescient. Yep. Can you it. predict some more good players this week, please? Uh, yep. Victor Wanyama <laughs> um, is at Ross Hall tomorrow. Go bigger. Go bigger. I mean, there's I want, not really any bigger. I want him, but go bigger. <laughs> Messi. The Oracle. Messi. Would you take Neymar? No. <laughs> no. 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 Um, yeah, no, but he came back. Uh, he was a virtual spectator on um, Sunday. However, 
the penalty save. Now, notwithstanding, I wasn't. I did. I haven't seen it back since, and I was at the other end of the stadium. I thought he maybe shouldn't have played it back into the middle. But the fact he saved a penalty is worthy of almighty praise because Gordon, I think, I don't think he's ever saved one. Neither's Bain. Bain's attempted penalty save at Cluj. Some people say that's harsh, me saying that, was pretty poor. Forster would have saved it. And now he's back. Saving all the penalties, that's what we want. Chris Gallagher, if uh, Bain had saved a penalty like that and put it right in a plate for the on-rushing Hearts player, you would have uh, criticised him on social media. What's your thoughts on uh, Fraser Foster doing? I would have highlighted one of his weaknesses, which is putting the ball back into the danger zone, which he does on a consistent basis. Uh, Fraser Foster, I think Samani makes a great point. Fraser Foster, um, he was unlucky with the second, obviously the rebound out, but he saves penalties. He's, 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 do you know one thing about Foster? Um, you know they called him like the Grand Wall or whatever against Barca, but he's just such an intimidating character. He's big, he's big stocky, he fills his goal. Um, I still have my reservations about him in terms of how he's recovered from his injury. Mm. Uh, a lot of reports, a lot of people saying that you know he's, he can't get down as quickly as he used to. But I'm not making any judgment on on him. Uh, I feel it was a bit. A bit harsh on Gordon to drop him, then bring him in, then probably drop him again. I think I, I personally think it would have been fine just to bring Foster in after the international break. But at the same time, as Martin Friel said in the agenda, players need to play. Ian, is he your first choice? And also, uh, why didn't we get him a long sleeve top or a short sleeve top if that's what he wanted? Why did we just cut one up? <laughs> Is that what happened? Is that's that what literally happened? what happened. Oh if, he, if you didn't see Fraser Foster's post-match interview, um, it's on YouTube. It's all um, him, him and him and Bio. Um, if you have a look at it, basically we've had a long sleeve goalie top. It's a very Rangers move, but we've taken a pair of scissors and we've cut them at the elbow. I don't know why we have a lot of money in the bank. We're not signing anybody, but we could at least fork out a short sleeve goalie right. top. Ian, yes, he is my number one. Um, I. I think weirdly he has probably a lot of the same he almost has probably the same set of strengths and weaknesses as Gordon. I think he's a really good shot shot, shot stopper. He's probably not as good with the ball at his feet as Bain is. So he's probably not he's better coming out, I think. Yeah. See like coming out and actually closing the space down. I think he's far better. Gordon's not not great at that. So see, see when you say that there was there was one moment in the game and it was the only m- moment with Foster that kind of worried me a wee bit. The booking. Um, no, it was when. Oh, that was fun. Aye. That was a bit. Aye, that that was very kind of on the verge of Craig Gordon esque. But it was either a cross in or it was a it was a corner, and he rather than come out and and dominate his box, his six yard box, he decided he almost he actually went back into the goal rather than come out and really dominate the area. And I don't know if that was just indecision, a bit of rustiness, but if that's one thing that Scott Bain doesn't do quite as well as maybe what we want in terms of someone, a goalkeeper is going to come out and really dominate the box, that's what we want to see from Fraser Foster. Yeah, surely. can I make a point? Like, I think that, see all of the, the, the back line, it's been, I think, at times, not all the times, because at times it has been kind of poor, but I think they're being harshly judged because consistently throughout this season now, we're only, what, five or six games into it, but we've not had, we've not had a settled back line. So Foster comes in he, in there, a lot of those guys in front, Julian's only played a handful of games, and he's playing with Bitton, or is it Ayer, or is it Jozo? You know, 
I kind of feel like we're only really going to be able to judge this backline in October thing. Yeah. Which isn't ideal, I know, but I think that we're going to have jig, jig, jittery moments for the, rec, for and, the next and, couple of months. And again, it, it, this goes back to the rat and, and poor transfer, yeah. <laughs> poor transfer planning, essentially almost 18 months before now, that's left us in this position. And, and, and I think to some extent, you're probably right. Like, we need to kind of get through these games to the international break. There's a couple of weeks, and, and then you'll start to see. I mean, it's not, it's not ideal that Jozo and El Hamed are consistently injured. Ball and Golly's pulled up a couple of times. We're probably going to burn Ayer out with the amount of games he's playing. Julien wasn't fit for, for the, the kind of start. So, it's not a very start and stop. Yeah. Let's, try and, let's try and focus on the positives. It's, po- it's <laughs> we're, positive um, week, Chris. It's positive. Absolutely. Yeah, it's we're, um, so, we're, we're into the final week of the, the transfer window. Neil Lennon, after the game at the weekend, said that he was hoping to have two or three players, and he, I think he specifically mentioned different positions, that he wanted them in. He, he hoped to have them in Monday or Tuesday so that they could travel with the team to, um, to Sweden. And I think we have, a, we have some audio proof of this. Well, we need, we need players in, you know, in the, in the two or three positions, so... You know, that's been ongoing for, for quite a while, so you know, hopefully we can get some bodies in, some quality bodies in, you know, tomorrow, Tuesday. If we do, I'd like to take them to Sweden with us to get them integrated if you know they've got an opportunity to, to play next weekend. The 90 Minute Cynic are proudly sponsored by our good friends at Penny Black. Since 2014, Penny Black has been providing distinctive greetings cards, unique gifts and noteworthy stationery from their base in Glasgow. Stores are located at 721 to 723 Great Western Road, 533 Socky Hall Street and at Clyde Bank Shopping Centre. Penny Black is award-winning, family-owned and independently operated, with physical stores in Glasgow as well as their new online store, Penny-Black.com. Benefiting from having a post office in each of their stores, Penny Black can ensure your order is packed and dispatched without delay. They've even won awards for their unique and modern approach to postal services. For birthday cards, gifts, stationery and balloons, Penny Black has you covered. Find Penny Black on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Penny Black GLA. Penny Black, proud sponsors of the 90 Minute Cynic. Ian, by saying he hopes to have them in Monday, Tuesday and take them away, is that him putting pressure on the board? And so far as we sit here on, on Tuesday at quality at night, we've not had a single player in. What's going on? So I think either he's... So there's probably three three potentials here right he's either been given that line from from there's your talking points neil and option one that 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 hasn't come to pass option two is he's misspoken (laughs) (laughs) very likely which might be the like one or option three is that 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 was the genuine his genuine belief was and then we've had a situation that's happened I, I have some 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 ITK information. Oh, hello. I believe that the club Hold are, on are my sleeve up. very confident that three players will be in by Monday. 
by the next one by the time the the the, the window closes. Based based on what? Based on what? I just said. If I tell you, then you'll know what my source is. But that's. A, a source close to the board. Is it your brother? Because we know him. <laughs> we could just get and him we on. Don't don't believe believe him. I can't, it was Stuart that told me, but I can't go any further than that. So, Manny, okay. what are your expectations for the, the remaining week of the window? We haven't signed a player since mid-July, other than Fraser Foster. Other than that player. Other than that <laughs> player. Um, My, okay, right. You know me. I know you. They get to the window ends. Now... It's the 8th of January, sorry. <laughs> Listen, sorry. I don't hang on to my old hat, son, like him. <laughs> I'm constantly reinventing myself, you know? That's true. Listen, see, since the 90 Minute Cynic got a wee shop on, uh, up and running, I think the t-shirts should be coming out. You think well, about it, right? We've got a business I, meeting I've next week. I've got tier 3 CSC. Okay. I've got, by any means necessary, which I think will be a top seller. And getting made those flip-flops as well. Where's my right back? See, the flip-flops, I've actually went on our website to design the flip-flops because I had someone ask me about them when they were becoming available. Oh One says Sermani, the other says Gal. And with uh, well, 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 logo, well, they tier, are terrific. Tier 3 subscribers will know about your <laughs> flip-flopping uh, on oh, the podcast yes, on Sunday. Very good. Listen. Get brown in! Anyway. By any means necessary! <laughs> back to the question. Um, as you know, I'll give them to the close of the window. I'm not, right, I mean, they're already too late. Yeah, you've been very measured in your very comments measured. so far. See if, they, um, see if they sign them at, what, what is it, five o'clock on Monday it closes? Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. See if they sign them at five to five on Monday. It's already too late. So if they do it then, they've done it. See if it's five past five and they've not signed anybody. I'll be We're pretty, right. pretty angry. Yeah. And I'll let you know all about it. On the Tuesday. So the pro- Tuesday, I-, I think the problem is that that you now start to you know you get into that you denial and then you're in the bargaining phase and I think the bargaining phase at the minute is well you know maybe we could have signed it by Tuesday but the Premiership twenty five man squads get announced on whenever it is Thursday so maybe we're maybe we're just going to get something really good then and you're like. Just get someone through the fucking door. You know what's yeah. going to happen, right? We've, we're going to get our trousers pulled down by Kilmarnock. Greg Taylor, probably available for less than a million quid at the start of the summer. Now they're asking for three. And let's be perfect. Which is honest. their rights, by the way. Yeah? That's their right to demand. Yeah, of, co- of course it is. But the fact of the matter is, they waited to after Tierney went. They waited to the last minute. They've seen Ball and Golly's performances so far, and agree with our manager, um, having thrown him under the bus, and they go, price is tripled, lads. And what if we want Taylor, what are we going to need to do? Pay the price. Pay the price. But t- well but done, t- guys. But Taylor's in the last year of his contract. Is that right? Yeah, it doesn't matter though if he's in his last year. So listen, I think I think there, we was, know... a, there was a rumor that Celtic are going to wait to January. The, like that's well, Chris. Would you? Would, I mean, would you? If you if you don't value the player at three million, but you know that's the asking price. Is Greg Taylor good enough and important enough in terms of the impact they could make right now to pay that extra money and get him now? Greg Taylor's the best left back in Scotland, right? Kieran Tierney, we were demanding more money than we got from, which I think was again was our right. Um, you know, many people would say we didn't get what we should have. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kilmar- Greg Taylor has been a, a terrific player for for Kilmarnock. Um, I've seen him for Scotland. Okay, it's only one game, but he handled himself really well. Um, I think I think he's probably long term worth three million quid. I think Sermani's a hundred percent right. The the day of. 
if we end up getting Greg Taylor, we could have got him in legitimately the first day of the transfer window. Easy as pie. There's a million and a half, and we would have got him. And then he would have already been our left yeah. back. Then you bring in Bolingoli as your sort of... Left, here's, a left here's, wing back. Here, but here's your sort of fancy guy. Greg Taylor will do the job. Here's your fancy guy. You actually, he's Yeah, you've got cover. Yeah. Celtic have went... This is, this is all down to just bad management and from the pro- top and the pro- to bottom. But the problem is that, it, that it, 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 there is now an established pattern of behaviour, yeah. right? Now... Prior to, sorry to talk about John McGinn again, but John McGinn, it was the, oh, here he comes, it's Pistol Pete, you know, the, the Uber negotiator, you know, he's, he's not going to pay up any more than the guy's worth, right? Petrie calls him on it, and McGinn goes to Villa, doing really well, right? You can argue about the whys and wherefores about Christie, etc. Would McGinn have got a game, yada, yada, yada. Fine. We talk. About, can, I, can I jump in for a second? We talk about um, we talk about Peter Lowell being a fantastic negotiator on that. Is he? Has he actually nego- a dick. Has he negotiated anything? We, how many times have we just came out of a window worse off than when we went into? Well, PT driveway <laughs> RRP two hundred fifty thousand. Pistol Pete paid one one six. But you can argue like the commercial deals that the the club get are fantastic, right? We've got the but the buck stops. With, the buck stops. I, I, with him I agree. Right. So you've then got the the Turnbull. Saga, which which ultimately, whatever happened, Turnbull is not a Celtic player at the minute, right? He turned out to be injured. And now we've got this again. So actually, it's kind of like this could be a third failure on Lowell's watch. In one window. It could, it, it could be a, the case that Lowell is a very good businessman when he's dealing with corporate companies. But yes. maybe not as good when it comes to well, football, th- football I, I and think, companies. Yeah, I think he may be less. So the, McGinn was absolutely a situation where he let personal rivalry get in the way of doing what was right for the club. Because McGinn was sold for £2.2 million. Celtic were willing to pay £2.2 million, but Petrie wanted to hold out for £4 million from Lowell because he's saying, I'm, I'm, I, A, I don't like you, and B, you're a rival club. So it's, the price is £4 million. He then goes and accepts the lower bid from Villa, sends McGinn down to Birmingham, and the rest is history. Yeah. Just so, yeah, but, I, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. Before before we move on, this is obviously the last time we'll, we'll be talking about the, the transfer window while it's open. Um, next week, of course, we'll go over it and we'll, we'll look and give our kind of thoughts and review of the, the window as yeah. a whole. But right now, very quickly to go around the table, two questions. One... Do you, as it stands right now, is the transfer window a success or a failure? Failure. You also have to remember the window that we had last summer and the fact that we would all consider that a massive failure. So is it a success or failure now? And do you think it will be a success or a failure this time next week? Samani? That's dead air, my man, you need to say Teddy is a crime. It's not a video. <laughs> but it's not. It's dead air when most people don't speak. When I do, they can it's sense class. the tension. See, it's a double failure. You just let that go. A double failure? Double it's a double failure. failure. Ian? I'd go failure, qualified success. See, no. No caveats. No caveats. Failure <laughs> or success. I'm... Dead air. Dead air. If I can't have qualified success, I'll go failure. So Manny's bullying me. Chris Gallagher. Came oh, to the host. programme here, Ian. Come on. <laughs> uh, massive failure. Right now, and what will it be? Massive failure right now, and I 
get if we can get three if we can get anybody in ah no just it's a failure I, we're not coming out I don't think we're coming out this window stronger than we went into it so I, I would agree I think it's um, right now it's sitting at a failure and there is nothing despite the fact that uh, Neil Lennon after each of the European games and now after the league game the weekend he keeps coming out saying we're going to get so many players so many players it's never happened I really can't see there being much in the way of really significant quality coming we, in the uh, next week and we all, we, all, we all want to be wrong as well I hope we all are, have pie in our face next week Listen, I, I would be shocked if the club weren't trying I, I do think they're trying but I don't think Ultimately, the scouting department can do their job. They can do well, all but the that, analysis. But that's what Lennon, Len, Lennon's it, saying that the scouting department haven't done their job. That was that he he was fairly strong in terms of again under the rat either from things that he's pulled out or things that weren't in place. He says the scouting's not been strong enough. So in some senses, this might be a watershed window in terms of this is as bad as it gets and actually it has to be improved moving forward potentially let's not beat her in the bush Chelsea have had a better chance to her window than us <laughs> <laughs> I'm still giving them the next week but yeah. that's, I'm not confident yeah. okay so moving on to um, the, the first game that we've got to look at is obviously the, the last one the, the Hearts game Celtic won 3-1 um, Starting 11 for the, for the game at home, Fraser Foster made a surprise start uh, only days after signing. In goals, we had Christopher Iyer at right back, Julian Beaton at centre half, and Bowling Goalie. Scott Brown, Cal McGregor, James Forrest, Olivier Cham, Ryan Christie, and Bio up front. Um, Can I just say before we go any further, see that big tuna Bio pattern? <laughs> that needs knocked in the head. That's. That's not cynic quality patter. Plankton patter. That's plankton patter. That's Chris Bowd patter. So Bowd, um, it's not one of your hits. Couple of uh, couple of kind of surprise uh, inclusions in the starting lineup for what we what we would all say was a ma- it's a massive game. Anytime you play Hearts, as far as I'm concerned, and it kicked off a, a massive week in terms of fixtures, and we include Fraser Foster in goal and Bio up front. What were your thoughts? When you saw the team, were you worried? Because I think we all were were struggling to figure out what the shape was. I think at some point, and I don't know, this is fucking going to come back to haunt me. At some point, we're going to have to either trust in Lennon or just say that everything he does is wrong. And it kind of feels at the minute, like like two o'clock, everyone's like, what the, what the heck, what do you mean bio? Foster, where's the dog? You know, and it's like, you, you instantly react. Now, it actually, I think everything went really well on Sunday. So, at what point do we start to give Lennon some credit and say, right, okay, actually, he's rotated the squad well there, he's given Edward a rest, and we've beaten a team who, you know, gave us a good run in the Scottish Cup final three months ago. So you rotate the squad and you've got a good result. But, but you would have to admit that it was a gamble. It was a selection gamble because if that uh, hadn't have paid off, if we hadn't have won the game... That's what gets paid for, though. It is, yeah. it is absolutely. And we're going to have to... We're going to be playing yeah. Thursday, Sunday, so he's going, he's going to have to do it. I'm not sure it was a big gamble because what... It was very easy to fix. You just tip, just put sorry, just put Edward on. You would just you would just take. Hang on, yeah, just my mic. Aye, that's yeah. Hard. I thought what was surprising was that. Um, <laughs> Why do you sound different? <laughs> sorry, Ian. 
Bale's now ahead of Griffiths in the pecking order, or or is it just that they do different jobs and he thought that Bale was the right tool for the right just, job? I just think he... Well, uh, he horses for courses and all that. Oh. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think um, Bio or Bale or whatever you call him, he, um, he's been a total unknown since he came to the club uh, last January. We've, we've not really had the chance to see him. Um, I've certainly had high hopes for him because I've seen his walk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, our um, main, that's our main thing. On TV. Uh, that could be another T-shirt, um, but I thought I thought Jesus. Bio was I, I thought he was very good. I thought his movement was fantastic. Um, he had a, a lot of pace, um, power as well. But he he made runs very kind of traditional traditional runs of a striker in the way that maybe Edward doesn't do. I mean, he, Edward isn't the type of striker to play off the shoulder. Maybe the way Lee Griffiths is. Um, Edward's more like a number 10 I think yeah he likes to drop deeper and, and maybe mm. start moves and then finish them but Bio to me just looked like a classic centre forward yeah um, and I thought that's something that we maybe don't have yeah yeah I, I thought um, again Bio's a guy who I think will be judging in October November time um, I think that he's got two really good strikers in front of him but I think he's completely different from them so I actually think we've got a nice kind of variety of, of, of different types of strikers um, my only fear with Bio is that his role becomes 10 minutes left on the clock put Bio on and knock balls long term because I don't think his that's head, fair his head is a ball magnet his defensive <laughs> headers out from corners are superb I, yeah. I, I think I think he's got a lot of attributes I think he's going to be a good player my only fear as I say my only fear is oh 10 minutes to go stick Bio on and we'll lock long he, he actually, can he do that he reminded me of Dembele that way Dembele used to be good from defensive yeah, yeah, corners no, yeah, definitely, he was really yeah, yeah. good at that so Manny do you think where, where's he sitting in the pecking order and do you think we'll see more of him this season um, yeah we will see more of him Eddie's number one rightly so and will be for the season yeah um He's a second coming. <laughs> Is he? Often Belly. Often Belly, yes, indeed. Nice Stone Roses reference as well. Yeah. Thank you. Well done, um, mate. I, I think, I, I don't, I wouldn't say Bio's ahead of Griffiths just now, but what I would, as Gal says, they're different players. Even what you're saying, I don't, you don't want him to become the 10 minute man. Neither do I, but I suppose that is an option. No, I mean, it is an do, option. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And it's, it's it, it, it might be reductionist, it might be old fashioned football, but see if we get a goal in the last 10 minutes yeah. by putting crosses yeah. into the box and it's him that scored it, I'll take that. No, I, I'll I mean? take that as well, but my only thing is I don't want him to just be that. I think he's No, I agree, I agree. But, but I, I think agree. I think you said there, Gal, is the fact that he's different. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's a different a, a different type of player different to option. what we've got. And I think that's maybe maybe Neil Lennon, um, not that he didn't, didn't rate him, but he was definitely unsure of what he could bring. And I suppose that's only fair when we hadn't seen him. He's been injured, first, as, he's been injured as well. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. had a difficult time. But I think Neil Lennon would have looked at that and thought, brilliant. You know, yeah, I've, yeah, got, yeah. I've got a different option. That he's I, like I a never new signing. Before. He is. <laughs> he's like a new signing. Just like Tam Rogic will be the newest signing in the greatest signing. Where is he, time. by the way? He's coming. Still getting his honeymoon, I think. He'll start he's at the weekend. Married. He's, he's training, he's, he's um, training. Start oh. water the weekend. Files. So, <laughs> the, other th- the, the only Pop other thing I was going to say is that, that by the same, where we don't want to have players playing 60 games, Bio is, you know, Eddie Bio needs to... Bio looks rota- like he could play 60 games. <laughs> but we need to rotate Eddie out of the, out, yeah. out of the team at points. We so. need a Bio for Scott Brown. Yes. Mm. Yes, we do. It might be. Wanyama. 
Kuasi. Kuasi. Listen, I'm, be, yeah. I, I'm playing the Peter Law role here. <laughs> what, 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 what do we need to do that for? We've got somebody at the club that might be able to fulfil that role. Pe- people keep bringing up Kuasi. He's not I he's me not, keeps bringing him up to He's not been in any squads this season. He's just... I, I Is th- he fit? Well, see, see, see the, one, the, the one thing I'll say about Kuasi, I, I've, I've just got some hope that he's going to be amazing and it's probably not going to happen. But I think it was mentioned possibly on the agenda. This week, um, patreon.com forward slash nightmare cynic, uh, tier 3 CSC. Um, it was mentioned the fact that, you know, we look at Kuasi and maybe the likes of Bio as well, and we think they're not good enough, that's why they're not playing. Or or they've never been given a chance, sorry, and that's why they're not playing. But Neil Lennon sees them in training. These players train, and maybe it's just a case of they're simply not doing enough in training. Yeah. And if that is the case, and we don't know, but if that's the case, they don't have anyone to blame but themselves. I do, can, I, can I make one point on that? So we always go back to Martin O'Neill, and we always go back to his uh, this idea of uh, trust and earning trust. Um, I think Lennon's got a lot of that. I think Lennon Aye. needs you to... He needs to trust you. So by saying that Lennon... Someone might be a really, really good trainer but they might not just have enough of what Neil Lennon is looking for, and they might not get enough. It doesn't mean they're a bad player, but Lennon needs to trust you. Which, I, by the way, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I completely get that. I think that's a, that's the hallmark of what a football manager is. But that it can work for you because it garners a team spirit, but it can also kind of work against you a little bit because if you have a star player injured and the guy who's next in line hasn't played in five or ten weeks... Like Scott Brown, would Kwasi could potentially be a replacement for Scott Brown, but we don't know because he's never getting a chance. So yeah. I, I, I get, I get, I, I get why you know it's a bit of a conundrum for 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 Lennon because he needs to trust the guys. By the same time, because of the nature of and the pressure at our club, you can't always bed people in. Before we we move on for the Hearts game, because I know we've we've got so much to to kind of factor in this this week with such a big week with the games coming up. Um, Bio had a, a, a tentative claim maybe to the first goal. It was pretty much a own goal by nah, Christoph Berra. I think so. Um, but to be fair, he if, very if, much if forced. He, but but if he what? wasn't there, the goal wouldn't have happened. Exactly. I was so, going to say, yeah, um, he deserves an assist. Um, Cal McGregor with the second goal, peach. Uh, peach of a strike. Lovely, lovely. The, the, uh, inter, the interplay to make that space was delicious. Yeah. Um, and then Bio, I don't care what Craig Halkett says. That was Bio's goal. He deserved I, it. I was behind the goal, and I thought it was. I thought. I thought he. He'd, he'd got in front of him. Yep. Why? Why are Hearts so keen to claim <laughs> the fucking goals? Levine is just a wee fucking. But we, and better. But, <laughs> but would you not be like, oh, actually, their striker did something really cool that kind of, oh, we couldn't get to him. I suppose to no, I hit it in. No, I hit it in. We hit it in. Oh, Kane, do you can when I hit it in. Salt and sauce. Fuck off. Oh, plankton. Plankton. Sorry. You all right? Sorry. Um, so. I fucking hate hearts these days. I really do. Right, Sorry. Right. Sorry. Jeez, do you know what week it is? Right, uh, Christoph Iyer, right back. No. No, 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 no. All oh, right, sorry, I'll let you host. It's no Tourette's. I'll let you host. Calm down. I'm saying he played right back. Uh-huh. What did you think of him? I'm not saying he's the right back. He's not my right back. All my followers <laughs> have been getting in touch. <laughs> <laughs> he's not my right back. No, Christoph Iyer though he was very impressive at right back in this game. No, he was right, and I've seen some people talking about whether you know the fact that I've seen people mention putting Iyer into uh, defensive midfield. I've seen him mention the fact that he plays, um, he can play him at right back. He did well. 
he's a great footballer. That's the thing about Ayer, right? He's a great footballer, and he's but he's a central defender. Yeah. Now, even though he done well and he put the ball across, a beautiful ball across for Bio's um, real goal, if you will. Um, it, he still, when he goes forward, he, he, he isn't a right back. I mean, I, I, I just want to knock that in the head yeah. before anybody thinks it's a sensible suggestion. He's there. Because Covering, of yeah. yeah, because of how bad the window's been, and because of injury to El Hamed, did he do well? Of course he did. He defensively, he's sound there. He was great away at Fur Park as well. Um, but like, he's, yeah. you imagine somebody comes at him, runs at him, right, and he's he's right back instead of centre half. He's going to do you know? Do you know? It's not it's not something that I want people to get used to or, or, or suggest as a as a real thing because I or I think is probably our best centre half and I want them in there that's it yeah. see, see uh, <clears throat> to you know the idea of a competent not competent a very good footballer being put in out of position and to play in that position and then they do well at it for example <clears throat> a guy gets sent off against uh, Dundee at Dens Park mm-hmm. Larson goes to right back he was brilliant at right back that day he really was he knew the role because he played right back when he was younger but he was brilliant but you don't ever play Larson at right back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. You don't play Callum McGregor at left back. You play Ayer at centre half because he's a centre half. This this just gives fuel to the oh well maybe we don't need another another exactly. right back well, yeah, because if it's, Jozo Suminovic, if it's Jozo Suminovic, if it's Jozo Suminovic and uh, Julian and Ayer's there's this narrative that's forming that's like maybe we should play Ayer at right back and see the one about the um, playing him at centre half. It's like, remember we used to play Gary Caldwell, uh, central... Um, Defensive midf- midfielder. Defensive oh. midfielder, because he started there. The reason he didn't continue there is because he wasn't good enough to play that yeah. position consistently. Ayer is not going to play in that position because his best position is centre-half. But it shows how how very good of a footballer oh, he yeah. is. Like, his he, adaptability he's clearly, is brilliant. Yeah, his, his quality has really come on leaps and bounds. And I think, you know, sometimes we forget now is the fact that this was the boy who... Looked a bit of a bomb scare, went to Kilmarnock, learned his trade in the league and came back and has now in the last, you know, really in the last kind of season, 18, 18, months. 18 months, he's really come on yeah. and, and established himself and yeah, yeah. he's he's 100% going to be one that goes for, you know, upwards of 15 million probably. I, th- I think it just speaks to the lack of numbers at the back. Yeah. That you get into that because actually yeah. him and El Hamid, El Hamid's got the same sort of thing where he can potentially play at centre back. But I mean, we just El, we, uh, we've just, got these potentially versatile players, but we should be having right backs at right back, centre halves at centre halves, and you, ju- you just can't trust Jozo Saminovic. You can't trust him on the pitch, and you can't trust him off it because he's always fucking injured. He's either injured or he makes a massive mistake. So to me, Jozo Saminovic is untrustable at this point. But so really nice guy. Terrific walk. Really nice guy. Um, so the Hearts 3-1, we move on um, and we'll, we'll we go get, again. We go again. We move on. Um, this Thursday, we, um, it's kind of a bit of an inconvenience at this point, to be honest with you, because really we just want to talk about Sunday. But um, we've got a second leg against AIK um, in the playoff game for the Europa League uh, on Thursday, away. Um, you know, it's an away tie, it's only a couple of hours on a plane, but... What is the approach? 2-0 already from the, the first game. Ian, what is your approach for the second leg? I, I would I would genuinely they can't play as defensively as the, as they did against us, but I wouldn't I wouldn't line up that differently. Um I think get a goal in the night and, and, and we're we're through, hopefully. Um absolute strongest eleven possible. I don't 
don't think you can mess with it. I think re- genuinely, we're going to have to play our strongest eleven on Thursday and our strongest eleven on Sunday. That's just the reality of it. You go, we can't have any credibility of Peter Lovell's at the top table and his best pals Edwin van der Sar and in 2024, you know, the Champions League's going to be built around heritage clubs like Celtic. If we can't qualify for the Europa League, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. all your credibility is gone. So we have to play a strong team on Thursday and then a strong team on Was Sunday. that a bit of ITK there? No. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Yeah, he's letting slip all his oh, juicy God. gossip Eve, now. Eve Anderson on my phone. Oh. We did a we did a preview um, with uh, we brought um, the, the the guy who'd been on last week who was really good um, and essentially what was his name? Uh, his name was Noah Noah Brachner. Um, oh. Our man in Sweden. But he he said that they were like uh, they thought so. Like <clears throat> I said to him, what was your opinion of Celtic? And he's like, oh, they're far better than we thought they were. Um, and that AIK, the staff and the players were happy with that result. Really? Uh, they were happy with that. It's, it's all in the preview, which drops on Patreon uh, Wednesday th- morning. They got absolutely pilloried. Um, by the press. But, by the press. But the, the fans in the club were happy with that result, and he said essentially that come the home leg, they're going to press us right up the pitch as far as they can. He says they didn't press us, they kind of stayed off us in the first leg, but the second leg they're going to presses as far up as they can. Fuck we, up. Yeah, you should have done it in the first game. Don't give us all that shit. We I, understand I, a game plan now. Essentially called and planked them uh, while we were speaking to them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's going to be it's going to be a different AIK. Yeah. So many one goal from us and it's over. <laughs> this is Celtic. <laughs> Did you see the close game at home? Utrecht. I didn't know. We beat, we beat Utrecht. What was one, the outcome? One. Uh, yeah. Uh, well... It all happened after 70 minutes, so you probably did miss it then. <laughs> I would say no. I, 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 see if we, right, if we score over there and still go out, we don't deserve to go through. But do we have another catastrophic performance in us? Of course we do. How much does Sunday, does Sunday come into it at all? Sunday's, from, from, either, from either the players or the approach from Lennon, because in my mind... I think it's hard not to, and I think if you go out with the intention of we're going to go out, get a goal early, kill this tie as soon as possible, yeah. and then try and, you know, and then it's not as intense, it's not as dramatic, it's not as draining on us, but do we go with that, or do we just not let Sunday come into it at all, and well, we you, just think, you, no, you, you can't let Sunday see, come in. See how things go. You can't, because, right, we said after the close game that we didn't care if we qualified for the Europa League. That's partly true. I, I, it's not so much... I think we need to for the coefficient and to make the money and blah, 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 right? All the normal, sensible reasons, right? But it's dead hard to get up for Europa League football, right? And the Thursday-Sunday thing's rotten. Yeah. Nevertheless, as I stated just prior there, the club has to do it. They have to do it. The league, as I've said, won't be won and lost on Sunday. It won't. I mean, if we go out there and get destroyed... If we get played off the park like we did um, in the last two games where we've been there, in the grand scheme of things, it it's not it, it doesn't mean that we're going to lose a league. It doesn't mean anything other than we've been scalped, and you know that they, they get they, they get the momentum right. I'm not saying that's not me minimising Sunday or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, as a club, right now. Their priority has to be getting into Europe of some form, yep. regardless of whether the Europa League's crap or not. Sunday can't come into it. Sunday, for the club overall, 
is more important. Yeah. For sensible reasons, maybe not, you know, emotional, emotional reasons. Yeah. Chris, do you agree? Do you think Thursday is Thursday a must? Is it a must that we progress? And how and how would you approach it? How would I approach it? <clears throat> so my fear um, with, uh, and we are the 90 minute cynic, so we are a bit cynical at times. Uh, I just sometimes feel that Neil, Neil Lennon's teams only have one play, one way of playing football. Uh, and if we don't learn from the Cluj game, then we're, in, we're going to be in dire straits because essentially, I, I, I understand that this idea of uh, hitting them coming out coming out strong. I, I, what I would say is I'd play the same team on Thursday as I would on Sunday. I'd play the same team. That's that, the strongest team, same team. Yep. Boom. We come out and uh, yeah, I, I'm just we we were almost convinced that the Cluj tie was over when we came to the home leg because we'd got an away goal. And we thought we they we, they can't play like that again against you know against us and they plus didn't, they didn't they did, look very good they didn't look very good so I'm not writing anything off I think an let's L- give ourselves the fear like just listen like I'm having ha- a bit of th- fear going into yeah. away Europa League ties I'm happy I'm happy it's losable yeah it's losable. losable I'm happy that if we get an early goal I think that probably does kill kill it right however as Samani says Celtic in Europe. Doesn't matter who we're to playing, especially away from home. There's a there's a potential collapse in there. Ian prediction. Uh, I think we'll win one 0 Nice. So do I. I think we'll win. We'll win two one. Two one. So um, my, my prediction. I think. Um, I think it's going to be. Uh, sadly, I think it's going to be probably a more of a hard fought game. I, I think a one one draw will take us through. Um, if they, I, score, I if think, they score first though we're fucking it's yeah, just going to be horrible I've, I've, got, I've got a worry we're going to make it harder than it needs to be um, but that brings us to Sunday um, now first game of the season against Rangers uh, by the I, way can I say I think there's a real maturity in this up at the I know I'll let you go in a minute but there's a real but you know you've got to learn Gal told you you've got to learn to control Jesus me right yeah. But there's a real maturity in this podcast that we can actually say that word. And I think that's important that we can say Rangers. We don't say Sevco or the Zombies. or I wanted to call them a hedgehog, the but I'm a teacher, so things might happen. No. Yeah. So um, anyway, I think that's very good. I'm not going to refer to them. I'm just going to call them scum. <laughs> good, I like that. Um, Back to your build-up. Thanks for your podcast right after it, right? So, um, this better be good. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, we'll show the window now. Um, so it's our, our, you know, it's at Ibrox. The games at Ibrox, we lost uh, both games there last season. Uh, I think Rangers have, you know, yet again at this point of very early in the season, just like last year, they had all the hype, they had all the buzz about them in terms of the, the media and their own fans. Obviously, the expectation will always be that they'll win the league. Um, it's a it is a massive game. I think it's a massive game for a number of reasons. Um, you can't deny the fact that they have they're churning out results. They maybe are not putting in the performances that they maybe want, but they are picking up the points that they maybe would have dropped last season. Um, it's a massive game. What is our approach to going to Ibrox? Rangers are probably going to play four three three. Um, that's what they've been doing for the majority of their games so far this season. I've watched them a couple of times, um, and you know, I can't say I've been overly impressed. This is just domestic games, not really in Europe, but domestically, 
Um, I've, I've, I can't say I've been too impressed. The, the one kind of surprise for me is the fact that Arfield plays as part of a forward three. Yeah. Um, and he, I'm sorry, he, he's garbage. He, he's yeah. garbage. Know, but every time you say that, I mean, he, he absolutely scalped us. In the it, it doesn't matter. You could score 500 goals against us for the rest of his career. He's fucking garbage. So Canadian Chris, garbage as Chris, well. You know, you, you know for a fact, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the same old thing in these games. Rangers will be pumped up for it and they will come out all guns blazing right from kickoff. And the, the you know the most hostile atmosphere that the Celtic players are going to experience this year. What do we do? What do we do right from <coughs> kickoff? How do we approach it right away? Seriously, and I'm not being I'm not joking here. Scott Brown needs the half Ryan Jack instantly. Put but, a step, put a marker Barry down. Robson, Christian Daly. Yeah, absolutely. Put a marker seconds. down. Go right into him and half him. Right. Don't get sent off. Fucking break him. Smash him. Right. Their defense is crap. Right. Our defense isn't great at this point. I, th- I still think it's better than theirs. I, I, I really do. Um, if, we, if we were being smart about it, Rangers find if you if you kind of line up in a really you know high block and you really find it put, put it tough on them, um, they won't be able to get around you. They'll try and go around you, right? No. What we do is essentially we treat Rangers like we treat any other plankton in the league and we attack. This is a game where Lennon just think, honestly needs to just go fucking attack just attack because I think we'll score more goals than them and that's it's that simple Rangers have been quite su- successful in doing what you know a few teams have done to Celtic recently and it's the the one tactic that I think really does work against us and that's pressing as high mm-hmm. I think you press the Celtic players high and intensely they they do shit it a lot and their midfield three um, a lot of the time in, in the, the games last season they were dominating us in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. What do you think, Samani? How do we, how do we combat that? Do we, we have to accept surely that we're away from home. They are going to be probably dominate the ball. Do we just try and hit them on the counter, or does our midfield three? Can we beat them in the middle of the park with the three that we have? Yeah, we can. And I mean, I, I think, I think one of the factors from last season that defined all four of the games is the crowd situation. Yeah. Now, I think going... I mean, you, you think about the times when we put four or five past them, you know, and, you know, Lustig scoring the fifth and it becoming normal. You know, that what kind of is in your head in the background is is the Brimlone going mental, you know, 4,000 or whatever the capacity was yeah. of us going absolutely bananas. When you limit that to the extent that they have with the 800 tickets and the same when, when they come to uh, Celtic Park, it takes away from that. Now, yep. two things. You need to... that You can turn that in its head. You could you could turn that in its head if you get at them quick, get an early goal and kind of stifle the play, then that could become that could become a hindrance to them. Um, in the mid, I think there's two things that are key for it for me, right? People are talking about their midfield, and I do think we need to win the midfield battle. They pressed us, and and you know, get plankton like Arfield made us look stupid. But that's what I think is really key is Mikey Johnson. Now he's went, he's went to a lot of pressure on him. Well, he's went because to, of the previous game. Yes, he's went there and he was played up front. He didn't actually play that badly if, though. Do you know how much of their play goes through James Tavernier? Now, yeah. so much of their play goes through him. 
You've seen him getting pressured at the second game at Celtic Park, which led to the ball being given away for the goal. Forest, yeah. Yeah, forest. You've all got memories of Scott Sinclair at his absolute peak, putting him in his arse. I mean, James Tavernier can't defend. No. If you can force him back, then I think they lose a hell of a lot of their attacking play. So much goes through that guy. Yeah. Now, as I say, he can't defend. He's obviously good going forward. If you can get a grip of the midfield like we have a lot of times at Ibrox, and Mikey Forrest can get in the front for Mikey Forrest. <laughs> Mikey Johnston. Mikey, Mikey Forrest Mikey was the Forrest, guy uh, from Trainspotting. <laughs> Aye, that's probably where it came from. If you can get Forrest on the... Uh, Johnston on the front foot and force him back, and that's a big ask when you've got Bolly behind him, assuming we don't side Burger Melling tonight, although Rosenberger won up. Yeah. Um, that could be key. I think if you can limit him, if you can force him back like Sinclair at his absolute best did, I think that that could be huge. So they're, they're the two key areas I see. Winning that midfield battle, and, and I'm not going to be any more technical than Gal was by going in hard at the start and then forcing him back, and then I think you've got a game that you can win. Yeah, the midfield battle, I think the, 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 a lot of games have played 4-3-3, and I think the, the three in midfield for them that I've seen domestically at least... Um, that seem to be quite effective for them and probably their first choice three would be Ryan Jack, Joe Aribo and Stephen Davis. If that is the three that he goes with, Ian, who do we play as our three to combat that? And do we, you know, they would probably look at Aribo and Davis. Davis is the playmaker, he he is pretty much a playmaker and does, a runner do, and does drop yeah. deep. Aribo, yeah, probably more of their number eight, really, Joe Aribo. Um, and I, that was the one thing that surprised me when I watched him because I thought he was the more creative player, but actually in their team he's not really been. And it's been Stephen Davis that's more the creative influence. But if that is the three, what three do you put up to combat it and why? I, I For me, the... <laughs> The best three mid, 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 midfielders that we have when Brown is on his day are Brown, McGregor and Christie. And I, I, I think that... I think it picks itself. I, I think it picks itself. I, I don't think you can do anything else. Christie out wide might happen, though. Christie out wide right might happen. He might play Christie yeah. right and he might play Forrest left like he did against... And then in Cham in the 10. And then in Cham in the 10. I'm not saying he will. He might. Personally, I think I'd agree with you. I think that will be the midfield three. The only thing, as you say, is in Cham, and I think in Cham will be in that team somewhere. But Christie in the middle of the pitch, his tenacity is the tenacity that. Yes. And, and the, no, fact, his, his tenacity, the fact that he's got a foul in him as well. Like, but, do you know what I mean? He can, the, I like that. The thing yeah, that worries yeah. me is, though, his tenacity is the tenacity of Scott Brown of old. And he he's the one that's going to hunt them down. He's the one that's going to try and break up play. What's wrong with that? He's the one that gets... Because then what does Scott Brown do? And my Find wa- space? And make passes? Defend space and watch the game pass him by and chase I- shadows. This is my worry. And as I said, I, I, I said in the podcast, me and Samani's podcast, tier three, you need to pay $9. But it's great. <laughs> as. Um, I would still play Scott Brown in this game because of the tie that it is and the fact that it's away. If it was a home game, I would be tempted not you to. You might have an option. But I think because of the game it is, we need him in there. But and my, my worry is from a footballing sense, I don't know what he brings. 
Well, I think he's got he's something not, to prove as well. Yeah. He was made. He he looked daft twice in in those games. Do you know? I, back to Sir Manny's point, the probably the only good thing that Dave King has done for that club was cut that allocation, get into that yeah. allocation more. I mean, it is a fearsome place to go, and and to be honest, if you were going to be betting on the outcome of the four games this season. Two homes, you know, Celtic win the two home ties, Rangers win their two home ties. That's six points more than Rangers had two seasons ago when we were sitting with, with you know, the, the, the old, you know, they had the corner. Can, and can I say something? Right. See is, is see their performances, right? I honestly think they are a lot of fluff. I don't think they're that good. And right, and I know that you, you can say about so they they've they've beat us twice at Ibrox last season. Yeah. They are now at the situation where they think and their fans think, Oh, we'll win. Mm-hmm. So now they've got an expectation. I think that and, plays to And when you put that expectation on players who actually aren't as good as the guys they're playing against, that's when you see who can step up and who yeah. can't. And Ryan Jack is a pound shop, Scott Brown, and he's he's pathetic and uh, Scott Brown is gonna have him. He's gonna have him on toast. That's going to give space for McGregor, and that's going to give time and space for either in Cham or Christie. The fact is, we will find space in behind because they're going to push us. They're going to press us. One pass is going to completely outdo their own whole, whole thing. And you get Mikey Johnson, and you get that's James the Scott Forrest. Allen moment, isn't you it? get Mikey Johnson. Yeah, Scott Mikey, Allen. The, Mikey know, Johnson and James Forrest. Scum. I don't want to kill on your beans, friend. Right, but <laughs> but. I do think that they 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 know with the performances in the games last season because it wasn't just the games at Ibrooks. The game the last game at Celtic Park, they did they they put in a very good performance. Yeah, they play, they played well for thirty five minutes. Yeah, but but 30, 35 minutes and still lost. Still lost. Yeah. But I think in terms of their eyes, they have the beaten they, they firmly believe in a in Possibly they didn't have this belief before, but they will 100% believe that they have the beating of us. How quickly did now, our belief drain when yeah. we lost that first game of going to Ibrox? So we, uh, their belief will drain when we score our first goal on Sunday. Absolutely. But this is the thing that when when this game kicks off, it's fever pitch and they will be going for it. Don't ever underestimate them and think that they will not be 100% up for us. At times, that's an accusation I think you can level at us and you'd be correct, is that sometimes we don't start games properly, and especially these games. We're too timid. We don't. We take a while to get ourselves into the game rather than really attacking from the, the start. And I don't think we're going to have the chance to, to attack from the start. But as, as our own tactic... So Manny, do we do we try and get through the storm of the first fifteen minutes, and then get into the game, hit them on the counter? Do we take the game to them? What do we do? I think, and I mean, going back to what I said earlier, I think it is becoming how how key Scott Brown will be actually. Yeah, because he's because <laughs> there's nobody else. I, I suppose it comes down to this. I mean, it's like. To make that like a you know analogy that Scott Brown's an old boxer, you know, there's always one good performance left in you know in a, in a boxer and a who's been through the wars, been through the mills, and has maybe come and seen better days. You know, is he able to dig into that well and produce that performance on Sunday? Because 
let's not beat around the bush. His last two performances there were, were appalling yep. for a guy who used to own them. Yeah. Right? And you're exactly right. He's got something to prove. McGregor and Christie, I'm assuming it's going to be them. You know, they're not they're not in the same place as Scott Brown is. But in terms of the tempo, you remember what he did the, the, the was it was it uh, the Rats first season where we won two one? Yeah. And and it's it was his challenge that set you know, it set the, the tempo. Tone. Yeah. See if he, See if he's not able to dig in and do that. I think he's capable. I think he's got that last performance in him. But see if he doesn't. See if Brown doesn't play on Sunday. The, mo- the more I think about it, if Brown doesn't play on Sunday, we're in trouble. Could because here's the other thing. I don't think Lennon will take him off. No, I, I'm I'm not sure no. he'll take him off. And I'm not sure. I think if he got to the point where he would take him off, the damage would be done anyway. Yeah. 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 But, but I, I, I genuine. I, I mean... In terms of where we are as a footballing side, there was once upon a time in the last few seasons where you know you 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 went there, you played better football than than you won. We've regressed and they've progressed to the point where it's back to the old days where it's a fight. Yeah, and we need our best fighters in there. It's about whether Brown's still got that in him. And one last big match has. has I mean, let's let's call it a season because that's what it would need to be from Brown. But these are the key moments, and any time we play them, we need them. To go, we need them to produce what he did produce, and I don't know if he will be able to. That's the answer. Really. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what the Rangers team will be. Okay, and then we're gonna. We, well, uh, well, uh, you, Cam, I was gonna say Cam, was, there's, I think there is one. There is one element Motherfuck. with the Rangers team that Gerard, at the start of the week, seemed to be suggesting that there were bids in the often for their players, whether it was Morelos, whether it was Tavernier. Will he have the squad that we that you're going to pick just now, will that squad get to Sunday or will he be able to hold off anything till Monday? Also, Louis, just one thing to consider, they've got a big game on Thursday as well. Yes. yes. I mean, uh, that, but okay, before before we get to the, the lineups, how much does Thursday factor in? I mean, I think, from, I think, from, yeah. from a Celtic point of view... Celtic are going away from home, but we're two 0 up. Rangers game is at home, but it's nil nil. How does uh, how much of they they really have to focus on Thursday? They can't have one eye on Sunday because no. at this point their their tie is nowhere near decided. How much does that factor in? Fatigue wise, I think no, fatigue wise mentally from a mental fatigue point of view, it's huge. And I'll tell you why as well because if they go out on Thursday and we do them on Sunday, Gerard's under a monumental yeah. amount of pressure because they'll have no European football they can they can dress it up however they want where they say well all we want to do is to stop nine in a row uh, all we want to do is to stop the ten um, they can they can dress that up all they want but the fact is they'll be under a monumental amount of pressure that'll be a regression from last season yeah and it'll, it'll play, so if they go if they lose on Thursday I think I think we have a 10% extra in our step because I think they will then be really worried because Gerald's going to be sending them out saying Oh, it, it, guys, it went, went from let's win to we need to fucking win. And so I think that plays hugely into it. Ian? Yeah, no, I totally. I mean, I think they're, they're going to have a really tough game on Thursday night. I think we'll have a tough game on Thursday as well. But, you know, we're playing that little bit earlier. I'm sure Mr. Lowell will have opened the checkbook and there'll be a <laughs> private plane bringing us back. We'll be in our beds at the same time as the Rangers players will be in their beds. We'll both have played hard games. You know, are they potentially looking at a situation? Could that go to extra time and things like that? Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, point, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know, that's going to be a battle. You've got God knows how many, you, you, you're 3,000 less fat, fat Rangers fans. You've got all the Legia fans. Over, you know, I mean, that, that place is going to be... Delicious. Yeah. Rocking. So if uh, that, this is what I believe the Rangers team will be, and then we're going to hopefully go around the table and agree on a, a, a lineup for Celtic that's going to combat this. Okay. So we're going to have Alan, Alan McGregor in goal, Tavernier, Goldson, Katic, Barisic as the back four, Aribo, Jack, and Stephen Davis in the midfield three, Scott Arfield, Jermaine Defoe, and Ojo. Um, out wide right um, No Morelos? I don't think Morelos will start I think he'll play Defoe I think he's And, and this I think possibly b- factors into what you're saying About the possibility that Morelos might go so Morelos I, going nowhere I, I, fucking yeah, going nowhere I know, No one wants him But I, th- I think he'll start Defoe If that is the, the lineup. One, do we expect Lennon I remember you know when Lennon was the manager First time around He loved Throwing in a curveball in yeah. these games and picking, you know, odd lineups, throwing players in for their debut, all of that sort of stuff. Johnny Do we Pace. expect him to make any surprise, you know, you know, surprise inclusions or tactical changes if he knows any tactics? And how would we line up? Do we expect any surprises at anyone? Uh, I well, this one, I, I the, the only surprise I think potentially is how we lined up against Hearts. Uh, in terms of the midfield with Christie out right, Forrest out left and in Cham in the 10 space because other than that uh, you know, Chris makes a really good point about Mikey Johnson, Mikey Johnson and I guess you, you could say the same thing about Forrest but the thing about Forrest and the thing about Johnson is they're two different types of wingers Forrest is very much run at you and uh, kind of you you drag people out of position whereas Mikey Johnson beats a man one on one and he's got technique and style the way that Forrest doesn't so, it's, it essentially comes down to that. Who's going to play? Does it? Does he? Does he want Encham in that team? And for me, I can see the argument for Encham because, as Ian said about you know the uh, the Scott Allen, Scott yeah. Allen made the, the, the perfect. I don't think they're as organised as structured as we think. I just think they've came up against bigger plankton than themselves. My curveball for Sunday. Um, I think he'll play Johnny Hayes at left back. I think he well he with with Ball and Golly we've already seen him drop for a big game already. I don't think it will. I think he'll try and limit it. He won't want to damage him. He'll try and make out as if he's trying to do him a favour and shield him from such an intense game. I think that that kills his career. I I think I can see him playing Johnny Hayes at left back. That is my worry. Your curveballing potential curveball. Uh, It would be the same as Gals. I I think Ball and Golly has to start. I think I, I've not heard it. it, it was, is El Hamad going to be fit? Do we, do we assume he's fit? I think I mean, he'll be fit. As I say, the curveball would be getting to play essentially what looks like our best back five. That would be, I mean, it pretty much must be the first, if, and particularly with Forster. If El, if El Hamad and uh, if, El, El, if El Hamad is available, you play him. If Bolongoli's available, you play, play him. him. If Julian's available, and then, yeah. you play him. You play your best. But you're Neil Lennon, yeah. and Beaton's available, so you'll probably play him. <laughs> Chris Somani, curveball. Bale. A new left back. A new left back. Holy shit, balls. What, Rosenberg. <laughs> yeah, you, look, Rosenberg are still winning one now. Still winning one now. So Greg Taylor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Burger mailing is not on the plane, folks. I don't know. It, it, I think... I reckon if we pull somebody in one, one of those key positions before um, before Sunday, he might throw them in. The Hayes call, I think's a possibility too. Other than that, I'm not particularly He's sure. He's not really done the Hayes left-back thing yet, has he? No... Um, it just makes it even more surprising. He's um, not in this game. He's not going to play Callum McGregor at left back. So no, if he's, if, if he's he, not no. going to play ball and golly, then it's he wants, it's, No, he's never going to do that again. And sorry, in a game of this magnitude, yeah. a game of you know a Champions League qualifier, will Callum McGregor ever appear at left back again? You can't say that because it's Celtic. <laughs> but to do it in such a high profile game, he won't do it again. It would be. You know, I mean, we're not mental even guys like Shved don't even come into your thinking just because they've not played, but <sighs> on the bench. Um, so in, Shved. in goal, no, we're talking. Is that your curveball? <laughs> Shved to come off the bench and score. Oh, Jeez. nice! Yeah. I like it. I like oh. it. Oh, I think it's delicious. See, the more that I was listening to Gals in that, I wonder. I quite like the idea of bringing in Johnson at sixty minutes, and just. When they're tired, when they're ragged. tired, do you know what I mean? Like fresh pair of legs, having a nineteen-year-old whippersnapper running at you. Fair enough. That's good. Good. It just it maybe it maybe would suggest. And again, if if we go back to the the motivation for playing McGregor at left back was to get in sham in the team. Maybe maybe. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I've, I think I've crossed the floor. Possibly. Right. So goalkeeper, Foster or Gordon? It's definitely Foster. Be Foster. 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 Aye, assuming he plays him on Thursday after he can't play, him, play him, on him on Thursday he's not registered assuming he played uh, against Hearts and he did <laughs> yeah, yeah Forster, Forster will be in Fraser Forster yeah. uh, hopefully with a proper short sleeve top uh, right back Ayer or El Hamid I think it'll be Ayer I, I do Samani I think it might be Ayer yeah I'm going to go El Hamid just to be contrite I'm Contrary, gonna, sorry. I'm going to go El Hamid as well uh, two centre halves Julian and Ayer, or Anger with Julian and Bitton. <clears throat> Julian and Bitton. I think it will be. I don't think it should be. If Jozo's fit, there's a potential that he might come in. But I think this what comes, was this, injury. This comes back to trust again, and I think that Shiteness. I think Lennon trusts Bitton in a way that he maybe doesn't trust a lot of other people in this squad. So I'll, I think it'll be Ju- I think it'll be Julian and I'll be I'll, I'll be on, I'll be honest with you, Chris. See if uh, see if that team comes out an hour before kickoff and Beaton's playing at centre and a half. I shit myself. Oh no, I'm not. I'm I, not, I, I, I don't think majorly. it's the right, I don't think it's the right thing to do. But I think Neil Lennon trusts Beaton the way he do, maybe doesn't trust anyone else in that squad. Maybe even so, in terms of the back line. So Manny, who's your centre half pairing? Who do I want? That, that you, think? That, no, who you think it will be? Sorry, who you think it will be? <laughs> I think it might be. I think it could be Beton and Julian. And you've depressed me now. That's that's we're all here to help. That's worrying. That's worrying. Can you see the logic of what? Why? I, no, I understand. No, Lennon's played them there. I don't. I mean. I think when the quality steps up, you see why Beton shouldn't play there. Seeing like the, the you know, a, a normal home league game, 
piece of fine there. He's actually quite good at bringing the ball out. But I'm sick. I'm but sick. See, I'm sick of these. I'm sick of these fifty-yard passes that go nowhere. That it's ridiculous. Agree, yeah. He needs to stop. He's trying to play thread through balls through you know every player on the pitch. It's ridiculous. Every pass is the killer pass for Beaton. He can't yeah. just make a simple fucking pass. His vision is great. Oh yeah, I think he's a good but player, it, but I just I don't think he's a centre half at all. Absolutely, Ian centre half, Bill. I would uh, Julian and I are on on the assumption that Neil Lennon hasn't had a stroke, <laughs> wow. which might be the case. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't. Um, <laughs> left back, bowling golly, or other? Uh, I think that Hayes has a potential, but I think he probably will play bowling golly. So, Manny? Yeah, bowling golly. Bowling golly. Uh, I, I very much hope he plays bowling golly. It would be a massive game for him, though, and we, we really have to. That's why we bought him. I know, it is, it is why we bought him, but you can't... You, you have to recognise the fact that he has been patchy as hell. I mean, he's getting he's better. His last couple of games, he's been getting better. But let's, this is probably let's the talk wrong him game. Up. Let's talk him up. It's let's the wrong game at the wrong time him for him. Not defensively. He's played against them before. Aye, Aye. Aye. Not defensively. This is a problem with Bollingoli. He's not. He's looked better going forward. He's not. I, I can't say one game he's convinced me defensively. You're saying if he doesn't play him, that's his career done. No, what I'm saying is if that if he doesn't play him in this game, whoever comes in as a left back, if we sign someone else, we'll play ahead of him. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's the case anyway. And I also think if he plays and he's absolutely murdered, then it's his career as well. The one, the one good thing about Bolingoli is he has got pace, and if, if he's going to be up against this Ojo boy, who from what I've seen is just all about his pace, yeah, then you know it, it's possibly what you need there. Um, it's just whether he can do anything when he gets back into position. So. Well, going Fraser Foster and goal, um, El Hamid. I want El Hamid, right? I would go Bolly, Bolingoli, El Hamid, and then I want Ayer next to Julian. I think we're all. That's what we. Yeah, that's what we would want. We've all been in agreement in agreement then that that Julian will play. So that he is not. So now, yeah. You know, considering the fact that he w- didn't play in the Clues game, he's obviously played at the weekend. He's in there. He starts regardless. Yeah. Building confidence. Uh, yeah, I think he's done well. Uh, midfield three. Midfield right. three. Brown has to play for everyone. Yeah, Brown yeah. has to play. Brown and McGregor. McGregor has to play. McGregor. Yeah, that's the midfield three. Well, I, I, I like what Gal's saying. Um, I, I, th- I think it's Brown and McGregor and Sham and then... Christian Forrest. That's what I think it is as well. On that's, the, not, that's not necessarily what I'd play, but that's what I think that Lennon will play. So on the right, it's absolutely James Forrest. He's nailed on, so we don't need to talk <laughs> about that. Um, on the on the the left, then did Forrest not start in the left against Tars? Yeah, that's what. That's yeah, what, that, that's, he's going to. He's going to. Surely he's going to play in the right. Did no, you, I think he'll play in the left. I, really? I, I do. I think he'll play. There was. I there, think, was a, there was a jobber um, tag team. In the Attitude Era, whose uh, special move was called the old switcheroo, and that's what Lennon fucking See, loves to do. You, unless you but, can give him a name, that's but, useless. But, sure, but surely, surely, if you would play Forrest on the right, you would play McGregor on that left hand side and put Christie deeper. I think he played that formation against Hearts to test it out for the game on Sunday. It worked well, so he'll do it. Because Christie did have a good game, and Forrest was Forrest, he just gets on about it. So I think he'll do that. And I think he wants as many, and I'm going to do the technicians on the field as possible. And he's, going to, he's going to put people at a position for it. Um, of course, Edward starts up front. Yeah. And it's a best player. So <laughs> the only question remains, and if you're saying that, does Johnson start? So for you, he doesn't. He does not. I, I would start him, but I think Lennon will play 
to switch you through. See, if he does that, see if he does what he did in, in, in Sunday, obviously Johnson won't start, clearly. But I don't know. I think he would... He's still young. But after being thrown in the lines twice at Ibrox and it really not working out, he may want to... He's a different player now, though. Well, you'd want... You'd hope... You'd think he'd want to prove that. My problem still with Johnson is, like... It's typical of wingers of his ilk. He doesn't, he, you know, he'll, he'll drift in and out of the game. And that's natural at his age, and, and, and wingers generally do that. When I'm talking about forcing Tavernier back, is Johnson going to be able to do that effectively enough for the whole game? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, one thing that we've not talked about clearly because of what's happened to him is Sinclair. Yeah. Because at his best, he done that fantastically yeah. but he's, he's not he's, he's, he's not, not going to be an option no the, the thing is with Neil Lennon maybe though, that'll he, be a curveball that ne- would be the curveball to end up but, but the thing is Neil Lennon can't talk about Sinclair without mention, mentioning Johnson Aye. He, he always mentions the fact that Johnson brings pace that Sinclair obviously doesn't <laughs> do you know who so, could start Morgan oh for oh, fuck's sake oh jobbies <laughs> oh jobbies um, before we get to our predictions because I'm going to try and eke that out a wee bit one last question. How massive is this in the title race? Maybe not from a you know from a three points point of view, but psychologically. So, on this game where both teams are just now, where the hype is, with the fact that it's you know, we're going for nine in a row and the momentum that they've got and the, the you know, how things are going with them this season under Gerard, how big is this gaming? I think this game is made bigger by, I think you guys mentioned it yesterday, the complete regression by the other 10 teams in the SPFL. I mean, yeah. uh, Aberdeen look dreadful, Hearts look dreadful, Hibs look, Hibs shit. look shit, like Kilmarnock aren't the team that they were. And and you kind of like start to think, and I'm not saying in any way like we're going to be setting up for like invincible seasons, but genuinely is this league going to be decided in these four games? <laughs> nah. See, I, I didn't. I've been doing uh, some research for some of the what well, I was going to yeah. two or three CSE uh, podcasts this week. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. T-shirts available soon. Yeah, I, I was looking at um, opening old. Oh, I was going to say old form. Um, well, some of them were old form games, but opening games of the old Glasgow derbies. We don't really win a lot of them. We we don't since about you know looking back even like under Anil we didn't win every game especially at Ibrox we didn't win a lot of the games uh, under Strack I think we lost all the we still won the league in those seasons so the point is the, as Samani says the league hasn't won a loss in this game it might have an impact uh, in terms of might have an impact in terms of uh, reaction to fans if Celtic go and get stuffed and we've not brought anybody in then the fans will really start to be like hold on a fucking minute if Celtic win 3-0 for example, I think we'll all be kind of like, well, let's get to January, and then we can retool in January. But if we if we get stuffed, people will be like, well, we've blown our chance. We could be ten behind in January. Do you know what I mean, people just react. You react, yeah. especially with this game. I th- so I think I think Celtic have two results available to them. I think a draw is a really good is is a very respectable result given where we were last season at Ibrox. A win's obviously fantastic. I kind of feel that Rangers need to win the game. I'm not sure that a draw does anything for them, knowing that they've got to go to Celtic Park twice. 
I think they're going to drop more points. Did you see them against St Mirren? They were garbage. Uh, I, 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 I but really these are games where they they have dropped points yeah, last season. Dropped that they're now yeah, not but dropping the, see the fact is it's still unsustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like say against Mother, we we're a bit mental. And we're a bit oh crazy. You know, we, we'll concede, but we'll probably score four. Yeah. So I, I don't really have that much of a concern with us genuinely domestically moving forward. I think we'll be a wee bit erratic. Rangers, I don't rate. Now, when it comes to one-on-one, when it comes to Glasgow derbies, you know, it is a derby and you throw it out the window. But it's going to take a monumental, monumental mess up from us to lose this league. That's the way I see it. Ooh. So, Manny, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> How big is this game psychologically yeah. in the title race? Um, that's going to be framed by a couple of things. One, Thursday. If we go through on Thursday, um, sorry, if we go out on Thursday and we turn in a performance like the two we had at Ibrox last season, not only is it mon- monumentally bad for us in terms of the title race, it's monumentally bad for Lennon. It's terminal. It could be. If he blows Europe twice, then goes to Ibrox and we get scudded, I mean, put in a performance like we did last season, Yeah, huge. Yeah. If we go through on Thursday, even an, a narrow defeat where we perform better is survivable. Yeah. It's all about... I mean, I don't think we maybe admitted it to ourselves as a wider support just how much we weren't at the races at New Year and then again in the in the second game. I think we were so bad. I mean, we were dreadful. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have conceded more. I mean, we were so close to scraping a draw when McGregor scored. And, yeah. you know, you can look back and be honest and say, you know, that would have been you know, that would have been unjust in terms of what the performance is. I think that's key. See if we go there and we get beat 2-1, but we perform well and we've went through in the Europa, it's, it's repairable. It's yeah. very repairable. Yeah. If we go out to on Thursday and we're turned over three goals or something like that, uh, at Ibrox it's huge it's huge for them because we'll then find ourselves in a position where the window's shut and we need to put up or shut up with Lennon I, I don't know I'm not I don't know if that's out there. I don't think that will happen I'm saying that right now but it's possible I mean this is this is pivotal I, I, yeah. I think we, t- yeah. we talked I, I, I think I said last week that there was four games coming up that if Lennon lost all four of them he could likely find himself out of job. And I also said that Law would be out of job at that point as well. The reality is he's two down on that. kind of doesn't count for anything yet. Yeah, he's yeah. actually now at the two that, that this is the They're fucking really business not. end. Um, for me, I think this game is huge. I think it is the biggest game that we have had uh, in the league and against them in years. I think... It is, although it's the first game, and as you say, the league won't be won or lost, I think it is massive psychologically. I think if they win the game and they win it comfortably, I think they view, as probably they do, and certainly I do already, as every single league game is a cup final and they're doing it to win it. And I think we have to, we have to go out, put a performance in. If ever there was a time to step up in the likes of Scott Brown, it is this game. You have to send a message, you have to put the foot down and you don't let them 
build up momentum because momentum is what wins leagues and you know Gerard knows that his players don't know that he doesn't know anything about winning leagues well (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry he's 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 been there he's been the captain of a team and he knows how important that is and I think we have to turn in a performance and if Lennon can't get that performance out of players I think it could be ominous for him going forward prediction you've only got 280 characters this is a tweet two each Hold on. Oh, what? See, see, quick. T- that's typical for you. You're too too quick to jump in. I want a, a score prediction, and I also want a performance, good or bad. 280 characters, Ian, go. Two each, and it'll be a good performance. So, Manny? One each, and it won't be that good. Chris? 3-1 to Celtic, and it'll be a masterclass. Oh, oh, oh. I'm serious. I love Gil. We are, we are going to absolutely I know who's reality I want to live in. I know we're going to embarrass them. And I tell you what, see the goal that they score? It'll be a dodgy penalty decision. I think it will be uh, 4-3. I think it's going to be... <laughs> to who? To Celtic. I think it's... That's not... I was going to say 6-4, by the way. Uh, just, uh, as, as far as things are going this season, I think we're, we will score goals, uh, but we will also concede. And I think that... Yeah. I think I think we'll do enough to win the game, uh, but I think it's going to be absolutely frantic. I think it's going to be one of those one of those classic games. Um, so that's us for this week. That is our, our podcast. Sorry we didn't get to your questions. Um, I think I did look at a few of them, and I think we did more or less cover everything already. Um, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Patreon um, it's well worth it for this week alone with all the, the content that's going up um, the website is keeps kind of ticking over with yep. fantastic content from various writers uh, and again there'll be there'll be more of that coming in the next week um, iTunes five stars a pleasant review name checking us uh, maybe dropping in some of my catchphrases would be great <laughs> uh, Chris Galker you have been a fantastic guest Thank you very much. Biggest compliment I've ever had. Thank you. Uh, so, Manny, you're my brother from an Italian mother. Um, Just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Ian. Thank you for having me. My favourite Ian. <laughs> Thank you, and we will speak to you down the street. <laughs>